Hey. And hello, everybody. Welcome Ooh. to SEM. I am Jay Wade, episode number 50 here of this SEM Live After Show. Once again, here we got Dean with us. How's it going, buddy? I'm happy to be back. Thank you very much. Glad it's Good. Friday. Glad that another week has ended. We are all one year, bit closer to dying, but also one more week of SEN Live. So, winning yeah, some and losing some. Yeah, fuck you. It's an illusion. Um, it's an illusion. I miss that clip so much, man. I miss that clip so much. Um, yeah. But hey, uh, dude, I got. We need to get right into this because I've got some thoughts on this. Um, Christian had said earlier this week that there's going to be some cruise shifts coming in November. Um, and like I'd said, you know, you and I talked just a very little bit about on uh, Wednesday. Uh, he had a meeting with Kate last week uh, that was public. Oh, um, that they had the meeting. So I don't know. There's something going on. Uh, I've got some thoughts on what I think's going to happen. Um, or not I everything, but I got some thoughts on some crew leaving and coming and stuff. What do you think? Um, well, I've had some general thoughts about it. Um, I wasn't on last week, but obviously throughout last week, there was a lot of talk. Oh. Of um, doing with, with the. Um, only getting the live stream for the public and and one of my first thoughts when that's kind of first started coming up was have they and this is not what I would like this is just me kind of like pragmatically kind of practically thinking I was like well maybe they just drop somebody from the crew like not from the crew but maybe have one less person per day on the show which my first kind of jerk solution, really. Again, I don't know all the, the details of exactly how it's all going down beyond what Christian's put forward. And th and when I, then I sat down and I thought about that. It was like, well, who could you, you know, who would you cut? And even when people have like their, you know, lesser contributive days, I still, I can't see... And I get that that would be Christian's answer as to why they don't do that is because, you know, it's about the dynamic that they have and he's 100% right. So once I kind of got my head around that and, you know, and then it's become more apparent throughout this week as to more the, um, the behind-the-scenes details of, of the situation. And I get that that's probably not a thing that they're doing. But then we've had a couple of different people on the show this week, and I can't help think it is that primer for something. Um, we had, um, is it Mike Beto? Um, yes, aka yeah, right? yeah. yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so we, and I'm thinking, well, would they just replacements because he had other people off those days and he just thought he'd bring in some other people that he knows, or is that a sign of? what's to come is he thinking of shaking up the lineup bringing in some new personalities so that maybe that will reinvigorate the revenue because you know the audience will want to get to know them and you know god forbid they've got any impressions they bring to the table <laughs> then then that could be a whole new line of thing is that along the lines of what you've been thinking 
Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm thinking people are leaving and people are coming, but I have some specific thoughts on who is coming and going. Um, you think we're getting more familiar faces, or you think it's somebody like a Mike Mito, Scoots I think, coming uh, in? I think Scoots could be one that would fill in one of the spaces of someone who's going. Um, but he definitely uh, warmed I, up throughout the show that he was on. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, but what I'm going to say is is not going to be popular. Uh, I'm not even saying I like it, but this is just what I think is going to happen. Uh, the first two things I think is going to happen, uh, I'll tell those first because I really think those are going to happen. And then the, the third thing, I think it's going to be like a, just like a, a, a shot in the dark. Uh, but the first one, uh, very sadly, I do think that Kate is leaving SEN Live. Um, I think, and, and I've not spoken with her, to, to, so I have no inside knowledge to anything, but if I had to guess, I would guess that um, her reasoning would be to focus more on not only her children's education, but her own education as well, because um, last year she was working toward a degree to be a teacher, so uh, that kind of got put on hold with everything, and I, I think I think Kate is departing the show. Um, I also think Ben Goddard is going to depart the show and Alex is going to come in and take his spot. Um, I think uh, when Ben uh, helped Mara and Dan move, um, that was a, you know, I just think that that was a good moment for them to bring in Alex. I think probably they had an idea or a thought that Ben might be leaving the show. Ben, since in this last year, Ben's profile and his own content has been getting it's been growing a lot, his following, uh, which yeah, is a very good. Yeah, definitely. Thing. I mean, you can't yeah. help. You've, you've got to assume that that was one of his priorities coming onto the show was to come into SCN, you know, piggyback some of that, some of that following and build up in a bit of a platform for himself and then, you know, take a small portion, not take, but, you know, have some of those people follow him on Twitch and, and all that kind of stuff, which is smart if that's what he's done. You know, and he's never once played it off or seemed like, oh, he, this is just a means to an end. But I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. I mean, you know, he can't want to read out super chats from sloppy dick lips for the rest of his life. <laughs> you know, as much as that was fun for me to say it, I could imagine the novelty he's been aware of pretty quickly. But, you know, it's a good position for him that he kind of, we talked about it before, kind of just, obviously we don't know the specifics of how it went down, but kind of just appeared to fall into quite nicely. Um, but, I don't know, I could see that happening, I guess. Um, you're right, it would have made sense to, to to have Alex for that week, again, for like a bit of a primer and see how that dynamic works. And we spoke about that quite a bit as well yeah. at the time where, you know, Alex really comments like, are you getting used to it yet? And stuff like that. And that implies that he's going to be doing it more than just that week. So it did seem like they were the way they were interacting with Alex that one week, that it would be reoccurring. So that does seem to make sense. And I did appreciate the way Alex warmed up over that week. And, you know, it gives the um, you know, the fans something new to do with the Schmobot, you know, different questions to, yeah. to ask. It's like having a new, you know, it's like having a new friend in the in the classroom at school, you know. Yeah. Um, that kind of vibe. But then that can't, you know, 
only doing it for that reason is probably not the best idea because you know it, it's only gonna you're only gonna run into the same issues in six months time and you know the, the smobots start running out again regardless of who you have on. Which yeah. is more my thing because you know we talk about just like like you're saying about like just replacing or rotating people. I kind of felt that you know crew. Ch- changes and make it more snap out of it here come on oh dean have you lost you froze up there am i back yeah you're back you're back i thought i'd lost you oh that was a bit of um mutual mutual love you got to see there we both nearly lost each other um Am I am I still in and out? No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, no, you're good. Yeah, so I, I kind of figured that that would be part of the, the deal, would be kind of like, if anything, scaling back the crew, not just, you know, swapping people in and out, which I'm sure would be decent for the for the numbers a bit, but like I say, not, not necessarily long-term. And I love having, you know... I, I, I wouldn't have anyone less on the show, but you know, if, if you're in that position of running a business and you've got to cut someone, then maybe that's the thing. Maybe Kate's just leaving and they don't necessarily ro- rotate somebody in. I mean, they might change the lineup from day to day, you know, which I yeah. think it should change a bit more anyway. I think I like it a bit. I've said that before. I like it a bit more loose with the, um, with the scheduling. I know that's not ideal for people who are, you know, need, to know what when they're working and stuff, but I like more the um, the unpredictability factor of who's going to be on today. You know what kind of vibe are we going to get, and not getting locked down to the same combination. So if this person's on, then you know it's going to be this person. Like you know, if Roxy's on, it's going to be with Christian. You don't usually get Roxy and or you never get Roxy and Kate, or you know these kind of you know. And that's one of the the fun things for me is just the the difference in the, the interactions between the different crew members. But, you know, I wouldn't want to see anyone go. But there you uh, I, I wouldn't don't know, I don't know if that's what they're going to do. Um, yeah. If, I mean, if Kate's got other stuff, I mean, it kind of makes sense what you're saying with Kate. I don't know too much um, about, you know, I haven't really thought about it in that way. So it kind of makes sense when you put it like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. But do and, you think that... You know, so th- those are my those are my two big predictions as far as the two tr- people that I think are definitely leaving, and then like I said, Alex coming in to replace Ben. Uh, my shot in the dark um, is I okay. I cannot see Christian completely stepping away from Sen Live. It's he loves doing it too much to step away totally. So I, I'm this is shot in the dark. Maybe he's only literally going to do one day a week and hand over the rest of it to Roca exclusively for wow. the rest of the week. Um, See, one of- I don't know 
because uh, it just seems like there's a lot going on and he's he's not working by himself anymore that's that's evident by the way he talks like he has meetings with other people about all these things so i would imagine maybe he needs to free up more time to work on the overall business part of it and to compensate him stepping away more from SEN live uh is where we get the new reviews the the review show uh, that he and, uh, and right? they did, but you know, that maybe the good. reviews are going to pick up some of that, that empty space. I don't know. Yeah. That's just what I'm. I, if anything, I kind of almost thought the other way that maybe we would, maybe we might see a scenario where we get less Christian, um, less Roka, more Christian because, you know, because it's Christian's company. And if he's on the show, that's kind of, I know he's still got to pay himself, but it's, kind of like one less person to pay in a way you know and again obviously he has he, he, he's perfectly due to pay himself as well but you know he if it that would be a way to kind of slightly scale back on the the, the amount of crew members you have in Roku's obviously got 10,000 shows we, we, we talk about yeah. that all the time and, <laughs> and you know and he's just moved and he's in San Diego. So if we come back to in-studio stuff, then, you know, is is that going to be really viable for Roka to do that drive for for, for a two-hour show? I don't know what, you know, fuel costs versus outlaw hiring costs are these days. So, uh, you know, I can't really make a educated estimate on that. But, yeah, I thought maybe we'd see less Roka. Is it possible that uh, he that, that he'll try to set up the studio, his home studio, uh, in a manner to have at least three, no more than four people actually in the studio, and just do that? And maybe that's what he's talking about. Because I mean, as long as you've got the six foot difference and put a plexiglass up in between each other, I mean, I don't know. I just know how things are viewed and how things are enforced. Yeah. Uh, and, and stuff where I live, which is rural America. It's a lot different here because uh, we're not all living on top of each other. So we're a little bit more yeah. lax. Um, but I'm, I don't know. Maybe that's it. I just, I don't know. But I want to um, know, you know. You know? I, I could see a scenario because one of my other thoughts was, you know, are we going to go back to, are we going to get a period where it's just Brett and Christian in studio again? And Christian put up a poll a couple of days ago of what do you want to see more of? And that was one of the options on there. Um, and then to go to, towards what you're saying is maybe doing that but expanding it a little bit. I could totally see a situation where we went to just, you know, Christian, Roxy and Brett in studio, just those three, five days a week. You know, I think that would be okay. I well, mean, do you think that do you think that RB three could run it remotely? Yeah, still, still with RB three running it either remotely or, um, whatever the opposite of remotely is, uh, like um, in studio yeah. or remotely at home. Uh, I just, I mean, yeah. maybe he could do it either. Would, sure, wait a little bit if he were not in the studio. But it I mean, would. it would also really suck not to have. But you need RB three, yeah. So that would, it, question there it would feel like a bit of a jit in a way if like the other three were in studio or the rest of the crew was in studio and rb3 wasn't but you know his role could perfectly be done that way and i think the comedy of just 
the voice of RB3 coming in, kind of like what we talked about before with Cody and stuff on the Collider Live days. So maybe that could make it more interesting and having RB3 kind of removed from the situation and then be dropping down clips and the, and then maybe, I don't know how difficult it is for him in there. I, I guess that, you know, he's got enough on his plate, but I, I don't know if there's a way where RB3 can do the, the, um, the, the super chat question. Again, not to to say who doesn't do what or does do things, you know, but maybe there's a way that those two roles could be condensed into one role. Um, again, not trying to, you know, take anything away from how difficult their jobs are already, but maybe there's a way to work that in. Maybe Christian could read the stupid chats again. You know, he used to do it. You know, yeah. so there are ways you can, like, trim the show, you know, just with the, the crew members without, you know, impacting it too much. But then we didn't get an announcement this because we kind of seemed like we, they were going to say something today about yeah, what the plan was. Well, And we didn't. So do you think maybe, you know, the numbers on the podcast and, and everything else that they've been plugging, you think that is your that they haven't been able to drop the idea or do you think they're just going to make an announcement on Monday well he did say that uh, they won't know until November about the paywall thing because they don't have October's numbers yet so you think they're just going to let it play out a little bit longer and and see yeah, how the next week so I, at this point if there's if there's cruise shift discussion that he's talking about and that is separate from the discussions about putting the 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 uh audio or the video version behind the paywall then at this point you might as well just wait and combine them both uh into november yeah. into one big announcement um but but yeah i'm i'm completely sold on the uh i i think it would be great to get three of them in the studio in in christian's home studio you know do the the six foot apart plexiglass platinum whatever yeah. you got to do and and you're right man about uh, uh have rb3 uh running it remotely from his home and he can just be that voice because when you said that it, it reminded me just a couple weeks ago two or three weeks ago when he was just the voice and the man behind the curtain and, and that week we was commented really, on that. Really fun. It, it was, was funny, it was different, and it was fun. Yeah, and even though the the actual setup of what they were doing was no different whatsoever, because you know it was still a digital um, virtual show, so they were all in separate locations anyway. But just the idea of kind of slightly further removing RB three from it, and you know he's kind of got sometimes quite a deadpan delivery to some of the stuff that he chimes in with. And I, I think kind of just works, you know, in the same way as like Cody and the whiteboards, that kind of thing, back on on, on Collider. But um, we haven't really addressed what would you um, how would you feel? Let's assume that it, it goes behind a paywall. How how are you? How would you feel about that? Because you're on the Showdown Patreon, so you, you you would still get the show, yeah, um, as and when you want it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, it it would it would ear. I'll be okay. I'll be completely honest. It would it would kind of it would almost piss me off because I can't understand from a business perspective. 
I can completely understand everything Christian is saying. I get it. Yeah. Um, now, take business perspective out of it. As a fan, uh, if I weren't a patron, then I would be. I'd be kind of pissed because. Um, yes, I understand that uh, the in 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 Christian's right. It's my problem. It would be my problem because I yeah. prefer to watch podcasts as opposed to listening to them. But dude, a yeah. podcast is an audio show. You know what yeah. I mean? We've all been in and, and, and I think it's Joe Rogan has pampered and spoiled all of us by by letting everyone for years watch him do his podcast. And I think we've all just grown accustomed to watching people do podcasts. So from that perspective, uh it would piss me off because I prefer to watch it. Uh you miss a lot. Like for example, um the uh the Zach's or the Zach the uh the Zach and Slater fight uh, from Saved by the Bell breakdown. Yeah. Um, we never you you wouldn't you wouldn't get over half of that unless you no. were, you know about that it's, section. It's a tricky one, man. It makes sense, but you yeah, know, about it's, the it's um, decision. You're gonna piss people off no matter what. But at the same time, if you don't make the proper business decision that pisses people off, then there's going to be nothing at all for anyone to enjoy. Yeah, so you yeah. got to look at it like that too. To stay on the um, Saved by the Bell thing, real quick. Um, <laughs> I know they, um, Christian. I don't watch the show. I'm familiar. I, I know of the show, but um, I'm pretty sure that they did that same bit on Collider Live. He did the breakdown of the Zach and thingy fight on Collider Live. Am I am I right or am I just remembering that? I'm sure I'm sure they did a very similar I, bit with um a Save by the Bell fight on Collider Live and Christian broke it down and, and you know yeah. it was funny. It was funny. I just find it weird that um the possibility of leave um you know for free and then they kind of focus on doing more bits that are kind of reliant on you being able to see what's going on i, I just felt that yeah. was a little bit of a weird juxtaposition there because if you want people to kind of obviously they don't know if they, that's what they're going to be doing yet but obviously they broached it as a possibility so it then seems strange to me to kind of do stuff that relied on the visual aspect i don't know if that was intentional it's just oh you know keep the show we, you know, do what you need to do, subscribe, keep the show going this way so that we can continue to do this. Or, you know, I don't know, the logic, I wasn't quite sure if that was necessarily thought out or if it needed to be. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, um, they got to think about that's for sure. Yeah. Because it does change a lot and it's only nuances. Um, sometimes it's stuff like that, you know, but it's going to completely change the content of the show or you're going to have to at least cater it more to audio because if the if you put the um, video behind a paywall, then you've got to assume that the majority of people would be only listening at that point. And then you kind of got to gear the show more to, more to the audio angle, which then kind of takes a little bit away from the people who enjoy watching all the funny things that are going on on the screen as well. So it kind of feels like, to your point, it's not really serving the best version of its own content to either side of that equation in that in that circumstance, you know? Yeah, but you know what? 
I just, my mind just completely got changed here. Well, not completely, but a little bit of my viewing just changed here while you were talking because it made me think. Now I'm looking at it like, for me, it's baseball. I love baseball. So I'm looking at it. Essie and Live, the show, is a baseball game. They're my favorite baseball team, and every day is a baseball game. For me, it's the Cincinnati Reds. Now, for years, the radio commentator for the Reds was Marty Brenneman. I, I grew up listening to that voice, and I would much rather listen to the baseball games than watch them because he was so good at his job at painting that picture and doing the commentary. And, and so and I, I always had that option of watching it or just listening to it, but I preferred listening to it. Now, you know, looking at it in that context, uh, it was commentary. So it and I don't know why it took me this long to for that that switch to yeah that, it, that does make sense. That's all it was. So them, you know, because we couldn't see it, but we did. You know, they're like, you know, okay, here comes Slater. Oh, you know that look. You know, he he dropped his hands. That kind of stuff. That's the kind of painting the picture that they need to do now. Whether or not it'll work for the mass majority, but it just hit me when you were saying that. Yeah, and I mean, I I'm not a... to a game than watching it. Yeah, I've said this before. I'm not a sports guy, so I, I, I come into this space through 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 watching people on camera. Um, I've never really listened to anything on podcast form, unless it's something that I really want to listen to that isn't on video. Then I'll do that. And yes, I've subscribed and liked and um, followed all of the appropriate um, yeah. Spotify's and stuff. I don't have Apple product so i don't i don't do the apple podcast thing or whatever but you know i've done my bit but i've come to this through through youtube which brings me to another point is that's how i found these shows and you know i watched the jeremy johns review we spoke about this in my first show i watched the jeremy johns review and then it recommended me movie talk now i don't listen to podcasts really I don't necessarily know that that would have I would have had that same path from there to from there to there and found this whole community if it was on podcast you know just the medium of YouTube itself I think for all the negativity that is there you know there's something to be said about you know that crazy AI algorithm sure knew that I would like movie talk and you know if it was um podcast only maybe I wouldn't have found it and how many other people that, you know, don't listen to podcasts and only watch YouTube might not find the show because it's not there. Because it's like, you know, because the only way they can have it on there is through a paywall. Yeah. So I just think, I know that number is probably not massive, but I just think you, you, you completely abolish the chance of people just happening upon the show on YouTube and just finding out that it's something that they like. Yeah. So... I don't know. I mean, again, I'm sure they've considered that or are considering that. Again, I don't know what those numbers would look like. I don't imagine it's a it's a huge percentage of new viewers just fall fall onto the show or one of the shows by accident. But you've got to assume that that counts for something, right? Yeah. Yep. You are absolutely right. That's how I found them too. But uh, but we'll have to wait till November, guys, till we find out that and. Uh, and, and while we're waiting to find that out, uh, stick around. About a minute and a half here. We're going to take a quick promo break. We'll be back in one and a half minutes, somewhere around there, 
I don't know. As if I actually did the math. I don't know. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. Sean and Wade here to tell you about our new review show following each episode of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. Dude, yes, Boba Fett. Not exactly, Wade. Set in the Star Wars universe, The Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi and follows a Mandalorian bounty hunter beyond the reaches of the New Republic. Yeah, Boba Fett. Did you even watch Return of the Jedi? Never mind. Join us here every week on the Merc with the Movie blog feed. Thank God Galen will be here too. I don't think I can handle weight on my own. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years. As we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-hosts and Beyond the Screen, but now here at Marook with the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Screen. So join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over Screen. I don't know. I don't have a good pun for that, but the joke is that we're going to die a lot in the game. <laughs> well, you might. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, the Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. Hey, we're back, everybody. Uh, be sure to check out those shows. Um, I will say right now that Sean and I, we we recorded a new promo for a season two of the Mandalorian Review Show, uh, which now has a name called Hey Mando, which in my head, it's always... Hey Mando. Says, hey Mando. That's how it sounds in my head. Uh, but... Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna re, we're gonna have to re-record that promo. But speaking of those promos, before we move on, real quick, um, a quick plug for Go Get That Rose, the uh, Go Get Go Get That Rose, Go Get It uh, Bachelor Show uh, that that Sarah and I do here. Abby Friel was our guest this this coming week or this last week, a couple days ago. Uh, it was a lot of the fun, guys. So go check that out on this feed here uh, uh, on this channel or your podcasting feed if you listen to this on on the podcasting feed. Um, that was a good time, and uh, we brought up a little bit earlier at Christian and Kalinowski doing uh, going to do some reviews. They started this morning with a Mandalorian uh, season two episode one review. Oh, is that already up? Yet. What's that? Is that already up? Yeah, yeah, they oh, did it live cool. before uh, before Sen oh, live. I, I think it was live. I'll check so. that out. 
Yeah. But yeah, going to check that out here afterward. Uh, but speaking of that Mandalorian and Hey Mando, Dean is joining hey, Mando. this season of Hey, hey Mando. Mando. And uh, we will be on a set schedule for that show now. It will be every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll be going live with it. So uh, join us tonight, and we will be talking about Episode 1 from Season 2, which is actually Chapter 9. Um, and yeah, also, a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, another quick plug for that. Uh, next week on Hey Mando, we've got Laura Kelly will be on the show with us. So definitely, if you can't make it this week, join us boop, next boop, 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 boop. time. Oh, yeah. If I had that sound effect, I'd blast it. Um, but uh, something, let's see, let's see here. Um, okay, so, some, something I'm really I'm really enjoying, and, and we need more of, and they've done it every day since Wednesday to today, is the uh, the karaoke at the end of the, at the show. Now, I, did they do it today? Did they? They didn't reach no. the. No, they they were like hundred and so dollars off. All right, so they they did it Wednesday and yesterday. Wednesday it was uh, it was a special Ed song uh, performed by Christian, and then yesterday it was Clark Wolf. Uh, it was great to see Clark on the show. It's great to see yeah, her. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I, I really it was fun enjoyed to see her. I don't yeah. necessarily think she fits in as perfectly to the show. I get that that's kind of the, the appeal sometimes, which we've said before. Um, but it's fun to see Clark and check in. I always like to see what old schmoes are, are, are doing now. It's, it's fun to check in. I want Moba back. I want, a, I want Ashley yeah. Moba back so bad, man. She's great. Such a delight. Yeah, um, like Going back to what I was saying before the break, like, were they bringing Clark Wolf on? It's just because they needed somebody to fill a spot, or because she was plugging the um the Walking Dead thing with that she's obviously well. She just she just did a movie as well. She just had a movie role in a movie uh, that came out on Shutter, and she so she's been making the rounds. I I think on that too. Yeah, but do you think it's an active decision to um? to have a couple of different faces on the show this week to, you know, um, combat the issues that they have been having just to I don't give it think a bit Clark of extra juice. Was. I think Clark was more so to plug her, her, uh, her movie and the, the new show she's on for walking dead. Um, yeah. uh, as far as, and then, like I said, as far as scoots, uh, like I said earlier, I do think Kate's going to be leaving the show, so maybe that was like an audition or that's got to be a, right. Scoots uh, episode, so yeah, you could be right. He could be I moving. I think okay. the Scoots thing is for sure. That's what it is because no disrespect, he was cool to have on the show and stuff, but it's kind of weird if Christian's like, "Hey, my show's kind of struggling, guys." Oh, by the way, he's an old friend that nobody knows. You know, that kind of just seemed so. I, I assume that that's more the case with with Scoots as opposed to Clark. It's always fun to see Clark. Um, yeah, almost don't recognize her without the old anymore. Yeah, but I miss the red hair, and you know, when I first became aware of, she had that red, the red, red hair, man, and oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Clark's great, man. She and she is definitely uh one classy broad. I like her a lot. Um, but yeah, we we talked the about show. that and the uh the okay, there was something I wanted to ask you about because uh 
I'm a little bit older than you. Um, and they talked about digital media versus physical media because I'm, man, I'm old school. Like I, I want to have the physical copies. I want the artwork in my hand. I want to own something for my money. I want to be able to hold something in my hands for the money that I pay for it. Yeah, Plus, like that I makes sense. And all that kind of shit. Um, now how, how do you feel about it? Do you have any personal preferences whatsoever? Um, I've kind of gone up and down on this over the course of my life, to be honest. Um, used to, I used to have the sickest DVD collection. I'm using the word sickest because it was the sickest DVD collection. I had so many. And then Blu-ray started rolling in. And I was just like, there's no way I'm, I'm doing this. There is no way I'm ever doing this. And then a few years after that, you know, Blu-ray being around for a bit, I got a player as a Christmas gift. So then the Blu-ray started building up. Started getting some new ones, replacing some old classics that I had, you know, favourites. I never, never got into with my Blu-rays as I have with, you know, my DVDs. Uh, so I had like 600 DVDs and I went to like, you know, maybe two dozen Blu-rays that I have, maybe three now in my collection. You know, and then 4Ks coming around. So when it kind of seems that physical media was kind of becoming irrelevant, I was kind of sad because I'm a big special features guy. But on the other hand, I was just so relieved, man. I was just like, no more upgrading. I'll just get whatever shitty fucking frame rate they, you know, stream it to me in. And that's fine because I know everyone else is getting the same shitty frame rate that they're streaming it in. And I don't notice that stuff anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think... The, you know, the nail is in the coffin for the physical media. I think we just need to get those special features going back. And we've been getting that with some streaming services now, like Shudder and stuff. It's a, like a lot of it is documentary heavy and behind the scenes heavy and stuff like that. So hopefully that starts bleeding in or maybe they do premium streaming packages for people who want that kind of stuff. I'd pay an extra dollar a month on my Netflix and Disney for for all that kind of stuff, you know, for like directors' commentaries and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm like you, man. I love my, I love my cases. I love my little limited edition booklets, and you know, I'm a comic book collector, so anything with a holographic cover about it. But uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard to like maintain all of these boxes of stuff as you get older. I'm sure you know what that's like. You're, you're slightly further along than me, as you said. And there's so many movies that I want to see. I don't want to buy them all and have them in my house forever. You know, all that plastic as well, there's another element that kind of helps me not feel so bad about it. You know, so, sorry, I'll be playing the violin on the, the physical media ship as it goes under, unfortunately. It's bittersweet, though. It is bittersweet. But well, the, that's about my take. There's still only specific things that I will buy as far as physical media. The rest I have no problem streaming. And it's mostly like yeah, yeah. specific bands or musicians or specific directors or actors' movies. Um, uh, like Scorsese, or not Scorsese, but like... Uh, uh, um, Christina Ricci, I'm I'm a big fan of hers. Um, I'll, I'll buy a movie just because it has her in it. 
you know. Yeah, uh, get that 4K Blu-ray of Black Snake Moan. I'm going to buy it because they have because it's her. Adele, I'm going to buy I own every Adele album and I'm going to buy every album she puts out after that because I really am a fan of hers and I want to own it, you know. So I'm selective like that is but I do those those few man I I have to own their shit. Christina Perry's another yeah. example. So uh but yeah, man. I get that. I'm big on the physical media, big time on the physical media. Um, but right there, talking about musicians and whatnot, they talked a little bit about uh, biopics. Because uh, d- did you happen to see the trailer for Stardust? This new David I didn't. Um, I, I I heard about it, and I was quite surprised because I followed Duncan Jones on Twitter, and I'd I'd seen multiple reports. Um, you know, between now and and when David Bowie passed, about how they weren't they were determined that they were not going to give anyone the, the rights to the music or anything. So when I saw that there was a movie out, instantly my first thought was, oh, I guess they haven't got the music because I would have heard that that deal would happen if it had. And yeah. and dismissive as it may be, I, I kind of, I got no need to see her. I mean, not having the music is already a big hit, but then knowing that, that the estate of David Bowie have kind of basically said, we don't, we don't condone this movie kind of doesn't help me want to see it. And I've seen several of these kind of unofficial, you know, character-driven, there's that thing again, um, <laughs> biopics, and they, they're never as good as the versions that, that have the music. It, it's a big pop for me. Um, not saying that all the ones that have the music are great, because Bohemian Rhapsody can suck it, but sorry. <laughs> I don't care, man. I don't care what people think. Sorry, of, but I don't care what know. other people think of of art, dude. Art is in is it's it's <laughs> to be interpreted and either liked or loathed uh, by the person who is viewing it or consuming it, dude. I I don't care. Yeah. I, I I've got I've got almost every Britney Spears CD. Uh, so uh, who the fuck am I to talk shit about people's taste in art, dude? When all I'm going to say about Bohemian Rhapsody is if you're making a movie about one of the most charismatic human beings in human history, do not edit around him 58 million times in one scene. Just let, let that shit play. He's a good actor, man. You know, the music is he's great, obviously. They had a great actor in there. Just, you know, that's a different conversation. Um, so I, I, I kind of go a bit cold on most music biopics um they said it on the sh- on the show i think today or yesterday there's just such a beaten formula at this point it's so hard to do the music ones and not have them feel like um that john c Riley movie that parodied them all right um the uh, huey, walk the line. or no not walk the, the line walk hard the huey walk hard dewey cox story dewey cox i was going to say huey lewis no dewey cox that's the one yeah uh, that kind you of ruined music biopic. You don't want no part of this shit. <laughs> the wrong kid, Dad. <laughs> oh, great movie. Um, well, but but is there any band or, or a specific singer that you would like to see a biopic about? I'm glad you asked. There's one that comes to mind anytime I think about this. And a few years ago, I read a, a snippet of an interview with Martin Scorsese who mentioned interest or expressed interest in making a Ramones movie. Now, where the fuck is my Ramones movie by Martin Scorsese? That sounds like the best thing. 
that's New York in the late 60s, early 70s. That's Martin's stomping grounds. You know, he's got great taste in music. We know that. He loves that 60s, 70s, you know, dirty rock and roll music. Just yeah. that tone. I mean, the cast is a layup. You, you put, um, get Adam Driver in that Ramones movie. You, you are just, the movie makes itself. Martin Scorsese even worked with Adam Driver on Silence. Um, oh. My you still there, man? Am I out? Yeah. I'm here. We got you. I'm here. Oh. Uh, I can't What's wait yours? till you're back home next and you got your hard line in. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll plug back into the Matrix, damn it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like, I, there are others I would like to see biopics made about other than who I'm about to say, but I guess I'm about to say Nirvana because I'm shocked there hasn't been one about them. And I don't mean focused on Courtney or Kurt alone, I mean a Nirvana biopic the whole band those three guys uh you know courtney obviously stuff with her would be in it but it would be about those three guys and and what they went through and even even start before dave joined the band you know and and show that transition of drummers uh and and not only because it's nirvana and and the the impact and the importance of them in music but where dave grawl has gone since them with Foo Fighters' yeah. status now, they, um, I think there's a saga uh, in there, man. It could be so so good if they focus on the band and not all yeah. the side, the side BS drama, Courtney and all that shit. I want to see yeah. about the band. I think that would be awesome. I, I'm I'm totally with you. I just I think he's one of those ones that is just so like protected like the, the, the especially with the music rights and stuff like that i've kind of just and i've always wanted to see the movie that you're describing but it's kind of just i feel like the, the opportunity for that is almost come and gone i just don't think we're going to see those rights relinquished enough that we could get a satisfactory version of that because if they did make it you've got to assume that courtney would have her hands all in it which yeah. you know her prerogative as it may be you know, that's going to complicate things. And that's not exactly been a, a smooth sailing situation for the last 25 years or 35 years. Shit. You know. Yep. No, you're right. So, man. There, there's no, uh, there's I want no it there. <laughs> I want it. But my Ramones movie, man, that Martin Scorsese Ramones movie, give it to me. There's a, there's a time limit on how long we've got to get another Martin Scorsese movie. You know, fuck Tarantino and his 10th movie. Martin Scorsese needs to get another five movies out yesterday. I'm in. I'm in. That sounds great, dude. That Just sounds not great. The Irishman. The Irishman was five movies, so that doesn't count. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we, we got one more thing we're going we're gonna to do here. Just, just going to take a minute. Um, uh, and no offense to exclude you, but from what I understand, Halloween is not a very widely celebrated holiday over there in England, is it? It's it's been building up momentum for the last couple of decades. It's still nowhere near as crazy as you guys. But then, you know, when I say that, you know, the only frame of reference we get is like, you know, when we see like Halloween in movies and it's always a huge deal. And, you know, I'm 
for all your teenage and 35 year old as well. So I take it with a pinch of salt. But yeah, seems like we're all having the same Halloween this year, huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, they were talking about Halloween memories. And I, I mean, I don't have any specific great grand memories, but I do have one awesome memory of a costume I had when I was, I think I had to be four or five. I was either four or five years old, uh, which would have put this around 83 or 84 in that around 83 or so in that area. Um, okay. So my dad was a construction supervisor for, for a company and he, and he had a hat. This was down in Texas and working in construction, building roads and shit. It's dusty and dirty. He had a hat that was like an Indiana Jones hat. I loved this hat. He all like in, he had a lot, like every time he'd get a new hat, it would be that same kind of Indiana Jones style. I loved this hat. Wish I still had the last one that he had, but I don't, sadly. But anyway, the point Trying is one year, for, <laughs> uh, one year for Halloween, I went as a werewolf, okay? I had the mask and the, the gloves with the hairy, uh, hairy uh, ha uh, on top of them, the hairy hands. And I put on that hat, and I was Indiana Jones as a werewolf, and that was that, that was probably the greatest costume I've ever put on. That's badass, man. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and it, that's not out that, of the realm of possibility. Five, you know. I mean, he's dealing well. There, crossovers galore. I mean, he's dealing with supernatural elements with the um the artifacts and stuff. It's not out of the realm of possibility that he could be bitten by a a magical wolf on one of his adventures. It's not crazy. Exactly. That, that was my thinking. pretty cool. More exciting than I haven't got a good Halloween story. Unfortunately, I was a really kind of nervous, anxious kid, which, of course, meant that my parents thought it'd be better if they sheltered me even more from everything, thus making me more nervous and anxious. So I didn't really do Halloween as a kid growing up. I appreciate it now, but my society said it's too late for me to enjoy Halloween. I missed my window. Yeah. And that's it. You know, just stay indoors and try not to have diabetes. You know. Hey, man. That's what else can you do? Solid advice. And on that note, man, because I can stop it. Uh, why don't you tell the folks <laughs> where they can find you at, man? Come find me on Twitter, guys. Dean Lewis 2099. Come and like all the funny stuff that nobody else has found yet. Uh, do that for sure. And then come follow me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That is the letter J W A D E one, one, three, four. You can also follow Merck with a movie blog on the Twitter at movie blog, Merck. Uh, the, uh, let's see. Yes. Uh, also the YouTube channel is Merck, Merck with a movie blog. Sorry. I'm stumbling. There uh, is Merck with a movie blog. And uh, also, uh, you can find this show um, as well as many others on the Merc with the Movie blog feed and on the Merc with the Movie blog YouTube channel. I've, started, I've said Merc with the Movie blog a lot right there just in one minute. Merc speaking of Mercs, don't forget Hey Mando. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, because Hey Mando uh, is, is on tonight live at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And again, Laura Kelly will be joining us next week on Hey Mando. But uh, until later on, when you will find myself and Dean and our host, Sean, on Hey Mando, hey, you guys be safe, and Dean and I will talk to you uh, Wednesday of next week for some more SEN Live talk. Peace out, guys.
<laughs> Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. Be safe. I'm not.